Life is hectic, demanding, and doesn't stop. When honest with ourselves, we must confess we often don't know what the hell we're doing. The LARCast is an ongoing conversation about the inclusive and mischievous nature of God's presence. Through the lens of all the things that make up this phenomenon we refer to as life. Astonishing grace and refreshing honesty collide right here for your weekly encouragement. back to the Larkcast. Um, if you're joining us, glad you're here. Ecstatic that you're here, that you would, that you would take time out of your day to press play on this podcast, to be here and to be a part of the conversation. Welcome. Mm, yes. My name's Tony. And with me is my friend, Russell. Hello, Russell. What's up, brother? How you doing, homie? Doing good, man. I haven't been called Russell in a long time. <laughs> you know, I wish I was in a better mood today. Um, as a lot of you know, uh, the NFL started uh, yesterday. And um, being from uh, the Chicagoland area, you know, I'm a Bears fan. And um, the Bears mm. kicked off their season against their rivals, uh, the Green Bay Packers, and um, if you know anything about the NFL, Aaron Rodgers, who has absolutely, absolutely just owned the Bears. My heart hurts as I'm even saying these words. It's just painful. It's just painful. And it's like, dude, new era. Jordan loves the quarterback. Fields is in his third year. Finally, we're going to get the monkey off our back, known as Rodgers. And we're going to get on to a new era of the Bears not being owned by the Packers. And, you know, it just didn't work out that way. And I'm just going to say I'm a sad, sad man. Sad man. Yeah. I can't help myself. I know, I know over the years, I've been a Bears fan for a long time. I just know the pain, the agony that they've brought into my life. And like, like an addict, dude. Mm. like an addict going back to a drug that I know is just causing much harm and pain in my life. I just can't help, but man, tap that, tap that vein dude and get all excited <laughs> for this kickoff <laughs> oh, <laughs> to, get a, man. to get a little bit of high of the hope <laughs> only to be let down and just sad yeah i hear you man and just you know for you our audience to just understand that's why i chose to to give to give tony a few minutes at the beginning <laughs> of the podcast just to to reminisce for a moment because his, his his joy level is is down is just kicking off this podcast and absent. sackcloth and ashes Russ is a big Buccaneers fan, as as you all know, being from the the Tampa area, grew up there, and Bucks won yesterday, and I was excited because they were playing, you know, somebody else in the NFC North, um, yep. the Vikings. You guys squeezed out a win in Minnesota, and the Bears and Bucks play each other this next week. So, yep. So hopefully, on the next podcast, I'll be sad again. <laughs> There won't, there won't be 
a very depressed individual. Hoping to bring you some joy in your work week. Dude, even if we but, lost but looked like a, a legit NFL team, I'd probably be excited about that. Be a little, you'd be a little doing a little better, man. Yeah, a little bit better. No, I get I'm it. Sh- I get it. I'm sure and we I have get the, the room. <laughs> go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I, no, no. I mean, I'm sure we have the crew, you know, that listens to the Larkats is like, oh, what are they talking about? Is this sports ball? Yeah. Did the football team hit a home run? You know, like if that's you, like you're super right. annoying, but I, you know, I still got love for you. It's all good. Yeah. 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 You're, um, you're going downhill further. <laughs> well, we just, we, you know, it, what's crazy is like you, you, it, with sports as a fan, you almost, you, you know what I'm saying? Like you trust in these institutions, you mm-hmm. trust in these, these sports corporations, you know, to deliver, um, a win. And, yep. you know, you, you, as much as you don't want to admit it, you know, you really are, you really are bought in. Yeah. Sounds like some other institutions. <laughs> <laughs> I know. You like how I teed that up there? Yeah, that promise. Uh, that's where I was going. That's where I was going before when we were battling for who's next. It's uh, when when you when you're told, you know, man, you 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 belong, and the good life is is found here, man, and the new you, the new you, and life is here. Yes. There's literally yeah. a church in my area. It's like in the windows. It says life is here. Yeah. And so we say, I remember we had a phrase like that in a church that I planted in Asheville. And I was the guy in the meeting um, who had to just bring it into it. Cause I'm like, so life is here. Yes. Yes. This is, you know, this is, Okay, 42% of the working force in our community works on Sunday. <laughs> so what did we just say to over to almost half of the working force? Hey, sorry, man. <laughs> yep. But if you quit your job, then maybe you could find life. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, man, it's just so much of that thinking. But the bottom line is institutions you would hope could bring about what they promise. And the reality is they promise freedom and joy. And uh, few find freedom and joy. Right. Which is where we are in this Yeah But series, man, is we're dealing with a lot of the institutional understanding and the institutional pushbacks within the church world that, that come at you, man, when you grab on to what Jesus actually reveals about himself and about, mm-hmm. about you and about life <laughs> and about faith. And... Man, when you grab onto that and start to live into it, it's not easy, but it is simple. And, um, you know, it's not a journey full of roses, man, because the religious nature in you is always drawn to the religious noise around you. And that religious noise is endless. Mm-hmm. Um, so, again, it's it's not something that's like, you know, a, a, you know running through a, a field of lilies, man. 
with the sun behind you. It's like, no, this is hard. I think it's why the scriptures talk about fight the good fight of faith, man. It's like, it's a fight to believe that what Jesus actually said Mm -hmm. about who he really is, who we really are in him to believe that, to keep believing that is, um, man, that is where life is, Mm -hmm. but it's, it's, it's a fight, dude, because it it really does butt up against everything that's in and around you. Yeah, and I think an important thing to bring up in this conversation is, you know, in the time in which the scriptures were written, we're talking about an entirely new community that's forming around the idea of it is finished. And you yeah. have people who are coming in and out of all sorts of, you know, pagan religions in the first century and, you know, even, you know, established, you know, a Jewish context. And so the church is, is new. Um, in a way it probably feels fresh and, and innocent and good. Um, and so there's a lot of like, you know, language around what this thing, you know, is and and can be and and should be in light of the difficulty of grabbing on to Jesus while you're leaving, you know, all these things and to great pain some people left, you know, to join this new community of the of the free yeah. uh, under the banner of Jesus's, you know, savior. Uh this is a message of forgiveness, not hard work. It is finished, not let's get get to it. And um you know, here, here we sit some, you know, 2000 years later and much like what happened in, in Galatia where this thing just quickly was co-opted by the religions of, of old. Um, that's, you know, that say, well, we must, must do this if we want to see, see this. And, um, so it's, um, we want to talk about, we, we bring up churches if it's, just, oh, yeah, it, it's just this idyllic thing. Every church yep. is created equal. The church on the corner is exactly what is referred to in the scriptures. These two things are exactly the same. And it's like, dude, no, it's not. It's yeah, not. It's just, it's just not. And we're, you know, I, I just feel like I need to say this. Because <clears throat> sometimes when you when you when we talk about it, you know, people can say, well, man, you, you guys are just saying this. I had somebody say this to me recently. I feel like you guys are just saying this because you like, you had really bad experiences in the church. And so that's kind of what led, you know, to this. And I get it, man. Like I get why you're bitter. And, but Russ, you know, you can't, you know, attribute that to, you know, all the things of the church in the world. And I'm like, okay, number one, we're not bitter. All right. We're, we're actually laughing right? As we talk about these things and even laughing at ourselves as we talk about these things. <laughs> um, we're, we're not, we're not, we're not angry. Um, the way you, that you're thinking, I think you just don't like what I'm saying because it makes war with what you're trying to hold on to. Hmm. And so you try to find something that you can move the conversation toward because you don't have a leg to stand on in regards to what the scriptures actually say. Hmm. Okay. I didn't have a bad experience in, in the church. The first, I mean, I had some bad experiences like all of us do, mm-hmm. but I mean, I was able to move from one church to the bigger one, the way you're supposed to, right. When you get one staff 
and then from that associate pastor to growing something that led to being funded to plant a new church to the work of planting churches in Chicago that we did. I know you as well, man, like we don't have this resume that wouldn't get us hired. We have the resume that moves to the top of the stack. Yes. We, we didn't have bad experiences that led to seeing what we're seeing <clears throat> and all the things that we've been teaching through. Clear that throat, bro. You're kidding. Uh-uh, 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 uh-uh. Check the rhyme to the rhythm that I wrote. And when I get a chance, <laughs> let me clear that throat. Do, 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 do. Oh, thank you. I need I need a little little, <laughs> a little 90s hip hop to get me through that. <laughs> clear that throat, bro. Choking. Uh-uh, 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 uh-uh. Um, I guess what I'm just trying to say is we arrived at these conclusions from being able to look to the scriptures and what they were saying. Because we were living into these things and teaching these things and having a heart for the people who were outside and uninterested in this thing, which is the majority of society. Mm-hmm. So it's in it was at a, a joyful awakening to them that led to seeing and doing what we're doing. Not a we got crapped on in the name of church and so all of it sucks and you know we're out of here. It's like no, that's not yeah. it at all, man. And right coming right out of that, you know, just that whole setting. I run into another guy and we start having some conversation and he's really grabbing on what we're saying. He's, he's been through the ringer man and religion. He's been promised all the you belongs and be a part of something bigger than yourself. And right. Life is here and don't miss out. And I mean, he's done it all. His family's done it all. He's been faithful. And he's like, dude, it just, it's, it promises, but never delivers man. And, I just, I can't do it anymore. I just feel like Jesus has got to be saying something different, man, than what I've heard. Mm. So he starts grabbing on. We were having some good conversations lately. And then he got just drilled, man, by the the religious church community around him. Mm. That he couldn't possibly step into being the church where he is by loving on people and passing on good news. Because Romans 10 is just very, very, very clear. And he starts to kind of share what the scriptures teach about the church. And of course, then came the, yeah, but again, Romans 10. Mm-hmm. And he's like, what are you talking about? And they're like, dude, in verse 14, it says, how, how will these people that you have this heart for, that we have a heart for, how will they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how are they to believe in him of whom they have never heard? And how are they to hear without someone preaching and how are they to preach unless they the preacher is sent it is written how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the good news mm-hmm. and they're like bro you can't get away from from the church man you've got to have the role of the preacher the pastor you've got to know who they are they've got to be an authority over you you've got to submit to this thing for life and be here to belong yeah. to this thing attendance is you know what matters and volunteer and give and serve and but but if you don't do any of it you've still got to be here in this place because the preacher plays the role you've got to get your friends here how will they believe if they don't hear him yeah and of course they see that word preacher and they layer on top of it a western understanding of the hierarchical you know hierarchy of leadership and you know the vocation and quote-unquote art of the preacher and preaching 
Yeah. Um, which is, you know, an hour and 15 minute service on a Sunday, you know, a 25 to 45 minute message, depending on what kind of church you go to. Um, and they think, and they think that's preachers and preaching and they don't take the time, right. To even look at the, the the text itself and see (laughs) words like sent, sent. Yeah. And beautiful feet. Uh, the implication is as you're going. Yeah. That was a phrase from Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. As you go, go into all the world as you're going, it's a passive verb. Uh, it speaks to, you know, everyday life. And so if, if our anger and our frustration comes from anywhere, it's not the origins of, of why we started table network, which eventually became Lark because I had a great experience in the church outside of like, you know, one lead dude that just didn't understand like relationship, you know, it was very just corporate. So that was my, my disconnect. So as I was transitioning, I just kind of wanted a friend, someone to walk with me. And then when I shared what I was wanting to do, it was more just, okay, cool. Now you're in the protocol of like transitioning out of here. And it wasn't mm-hmm. like, you know, a friend that would walk, walk with me. But in terms of like my experience in the church, like still to this day, we still have all those great friendships. I have a lot of great memories, you know, in that world. The problem is, is we kept saying good news is heard here. And instead of equipping or helping people to just be friends in the world, we dominated and monopolized their time because we thought we were the guardians. We thought we were responsible for their sanctification. So we constantly created on-ramps and environments for them to be fully devoted followers of Jesus Christ. We even came up with a three-word alliterated paradigm for what it looks like to be a fully devoted follower of Jesus Christ. And it was the three E's, you know, and every church has their thing, right? Because you got to make discipleship clear and you got to communicate and like, you know, so everyone knows what they're doing. Grow, give, go. Yeah, there was that one. Ours was three E's, exalt, experience, and engage. Exalt, show up on Sundays and worship, experience, life transforming community in small groups and engage, serve somewhere in the church and give your money. And if you show up on Sunday, you attend your small group, you serve somewhere in the church and give your money, you are a fully devoted follower of Jesus Christ. And we framed what it means to be fully devoted to Jesus Hmm. strictly in institutional terms. And it was all happen inside that building. Yeah. And so a, I struggle with, with, with that. That's what I struggle with. And then also the people who have felt like, you know, as we've started doing this traveling, podcasting, writing, connecting with people all over, you come to find out there's people who feel like we do do you and I are like, we're not like the pastors of something. We're just like yeah. two dudes who hopped on a podcast. We have a little bit of time. We're just the the voice of a bunch of people who feel the same way we do. Yes. That's it. And yeah. as those people have experienced those pushbacks and instead of being like, you know, cared for, loved, blessed, see the need for it, recognizing that there is institutional fallout 
that there is some brokenness with what we have going on with what we've called the church in the West and just wading into that experience and being open-handed, they've existed as gatekeepers and they've, they've weaponized the scriptures against people and made yep. them feel like they're crazy and unbiblical and disobedient by wanting to press into the things that we've been talking about for years. That's where I get angry. Yeah. That's, that's where my frustration, you know, comes in. <clears throat> because you're angry at an injustice, you know, you get, you get angry with, with something that is robbing people. It is robbing people of the very life that Jesus has given them. And it's, man, it, it, it can really, it, it just it can really rub you the wrong way yeah, as 100%. it should, as it should. Um, and anytime somebody ever throws like the anger thing at me, I'm always like, I don't know, dude, I, I, I don't feel like we're even, even remotely close, man, to how Jesus spoke to the religious crowd. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm like, you're telling me about following Jesus, but then. If we even get to like a hint of the frustration in our talking to the religious crowd that's robbing people of the very life that God's given them, mm -hmm. we're told we're not following Jesus. I'm like, oh, you <laughs> right. do see the hypocrisy in this, right? Yeah. But I think, you know, like that passage, I just said, listen, brother, um, preaching in the New Testament, it's always in reference to the proclamation of the good news of Jesus. And the good news of Jesus, okay, the gospel is that Jesus is our union with God. He is our union with God. He's not a way. He's not a better way. He's not another religion. He's not, you know, Judaism 2.0. He is our very union with God, which means there is no need for religion. Mm. Religion is all about the things that we do to get to and to live into relationship with God. Mm -hmm. Jesus brings all that to an end. And that's for all of us. Okay. The church, as we've talked about on the podcast and you've heard, is just a name for all the people in the world, all the flawed and frail people in the world who are learning to trust Jesus. That is the church. The church gathered is as simple as a meal, man, or friendship. And it can just be you and one other person if need be, where mm -hmm. that conversation of this grace is happening. Mm -hmm. Is the church gathered? It's that simple. And those preachers that you're looking at there, that passage are bringing at you, the preaching of that news of Jesus, it's always in reference to the proclamation, again, of good news. Not a Bible study, not teaching through Leviticus. It's the proclamation of good news. Yeah. Number two, it's in reference to like who you and I are and everybody else is who believes in Jesus, who's been made a witness. Mm -hmm. Every believer has been made a witness. We are witnesses of him, Jesus says. Okay. The scriptures refer to us as ambassadors, people who are, right, who who proclaim this good news to others. We've been told by Jesus, as you are going, Matthew 28, let this good news be heard in simple conversations, man, and friendships. That's what that's what this passage is talking about. It's everyday person and how beautiful are their feet who bring this good news. Mm -hmm. It has nothing to do with what you're thinking of as a preacher or a pastor. By the way, that word pastor that's so popular, yeah, it's only used in reference to like an office one time, one time in the entire New Testament, once. Mm -hmm. 
and it's not at all what you think it is. Right. Because just out of curiosity, tell me about the lead pastor. And as you've brought up Tony before, tell me about the lead pastor in Ephesus. Who, who were they? Tell, tell me about the pastor, the preacher in Galatia. Mm-hmm. Corinth, Thessalonica, mm-hmm. Philippi. Oh, that's right. We can't name one of them. Yet you're telling me this is so important. Yeah. Can't name them because they're not there. Yep. And dude, his eyes were like as like as big as softballs. He's like, man, I'm the one who's got the freaking yeah butts to start bringing the people now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like you know. Um, and again, we've always maintained it's not like you're not free to do this if you want to, you know, grab onto, you know, some of these things and get after it, man you know, you're, you're free to do it. You are, we can have some honest conversations about, you know, how we see it. And, you know, um, maybe it might not be the best way, um, to organize and encourage your people, especially if you have a heart to really see good news spread. Um, but you're, you're free to do it. It's when, again, you start to, you know, take some of these, these passages, um, and, and say, this is what it ought to be. Um, you know, when you start seeing things like I came across something, um, the last couple of weeks, um, by an executive pastor of a pretty large growing thing that's connected to my region, but also, you know, out East and is gaining a pretty large, like, you know, global following. Um, he wrote this church attendance is one of the highest indicators of spiritual maturity church attendance, read the new Testament and try to prove me wrong. Impossible. Christians (laughs) who don't attend church almost always have personal agendas. They're quick to recruit you to their thing, but try to isolate you from the body of Christ. So you're easily manipulated and controlled by them. Wolves, wolves, wolves know there's power and protection in a group. They have a pack and we have a fold. Wolves recruit to their pack to draw you out of the fold. You think you have a new circle, but they're actually, you're actually their prey. Fellowship and quote unquote Bible study are two of the favorite phrases of wolves who are unsubmitted to authority, extremely dangerous, rogue, and selfish. Ask them, where do you attend church? Then ask, who is your pastor? These two questions expose 99% of wolves so the yeah, question i wasn't was, angry before i am angry now <laughs> who's your pastor well who well who's the pastor in galatia yeah who's the again you you brought it up philippi act 17 paul's there for three sabbaths are mentioned in act 17 the start of this church in philippi he's yeah. there for three sabbaths and then he's pushed out of town and there's three weeks three people left that he connected with shared good news with and they grabbed onto it lydia who's a traveling almost like interior designer of sorts right uh she was a seller of you know garments right um dies in pretty influential her and her whole household then you have the jailer who was on watch when Paul got broke out of jail, which started this whole, you know, well, he was in jail because of the riot. 
um, which you pointed out, he would have been on suicide watch because he was about to kill himself. And yeah, they're like, whoa, 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 dude, don't. don't. Don't don't do this. Let me tell you about Jesus. Yeah. And yeah. him and his whole household believe and are baptized. And then the very first person they interact with is a demon-possessed girl who Paul heals and becomes part of this community. He dips after three Sabbaths. That's it. So when right. Paul writes back to Philippi and he says to all these leaders, he references all these like just people now that are coming around this and all these like mm-hmm. different people who are like leading, right? Which, yeah, when communities get larger, you need to recognize certain people who just have a knack for loving on people, take on the responsibility for that, have certain gifts to like jump in and care and all that. We're not saying at all that once communities get large, that these leaders don't manifest themselves or like, you know, come to the surface. But all this happens without even the mention of a quote unquote lead pastor or senior pastor. The community takes care of itself, so to speak. Yeah, there there is no pastor or or as in reference, like a Roman thing, the idea that people could sometimes have as preacher. Because again, that passage is just dealing with every single person who passes on good news. Um, but yeah, dude, you're not handing the reins over after three Sundays to a, a teenage emo girl, a business lady, or a guy on suicide watch. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, like, none of those are meeting the criteria of that guy that you just quoted. Right. And yet, here we have, when they write back, as you said, it's to a movement of the church throughout the entire region of Philippi is what you see there. And the reason why I think you have a movement of the gospel throughout a city is because you don't have an institution in place. Right. This, this, everything that guy just quoted, number one, I'm just going to say this. You could read that back to him. You could read that back to him and say, Brood, that's exactly what you're doing. Right. Everything you're accusing people of, the recruiting, the segregating, you know what I mean? All of it. Like, that's exactly what you're doing. It's just to your cause. But apparently, yeah, I gate, guess that's okay like, now as long as yeah. it's for your cause. <laughs> it's gatekeeping 101. You know, yeah. don't go to their thing. You know, you need to come to, come this to our thing. thing. Church and attendance. Yeah. Church, at- church attendance. It's just, dude, the only passage you have in the scriptures that you can really point to church attendance is in Hebrews where it says, don't neglect gathering. And what he's doing is he's writing to a bunch of people who have literally sacrificed almost everything to be a part of the community that says it is finished coming out of a Jewish context. Yes. They're persecuted. And throughout the entire letter of Hebrews, the writer of Hebrews is showing them that Jesus is better than every little piece of furniture that you've grown up with in your Jewish understanding. He's better than Moses. He's better than angels. He's better than the political priesthood. He's better than the sacrifice. He's better than Melchizedek. Did you think yes. Melchizedek was going to get a shout out on the Lark cast? He's better than no. all these people that you so revere that are so important, right? To your entire existence and understanding of this he is the fulfillment of all these things and i know you just lost your family and they disowned you and i know you just lost your job because now they won't do business with you because you left their faith but dude i'm telling you jesus is worth it be faithful meaning don't stop believing not 
keep serving in this children's ministry every single week, or, Hey, come and do this like new serving initiative. We set up in this new community. No, this community literally was gathering every week to just tell discouraged people who are just thinking about punting on Jesus and going back to the easy thing because they're experiencing all this pain and just saying he's better. He's worth it. Stick with it. Don't quit. Yeah. Don't give up. It literally was an a necessity, a necessary gathering to encourage each other's hearts to keep trusting him. Yes. Not here's this church attendance thing. Right. And that thing that they went to wasn't called like church attendance. There's no pastor as we're just like that gentleman just told us. We've got to have that lead pastor that we can point to. Yeah, they're not there. Okay. They're not there. These people are meeting in homes throughout a region because you can't gather in any sort of public place because of the persecution that they're under. And when they get together, it's not to listen or to be under the authority of some dude they're calling the lead pastor. Paul, well, they just watched them, on a TV screen or live stream. Yeah. And that passage, he literally says, don't forsake this gathering, but all the more get together and encourage one another. It's what encourage you would do another. around a table with some food. Right. Everyone's participating in the encouraging of one another. Yeah. This is, sounds like uh, a movement of Jesus alive in people, helping them learn to learn the art of friendship. In other words, these are people who were going about following him the same way Jesus went about living his life when he discipled people. Mm -hmm. It's a mirror image. What's not a mirror image is what they're doing there in Hebrews and what that dude who was just ranting and raving is telling everybody they should be doing and be a part of. Otherwise they're, I guess they're a wolf now, or they've joined the, the club of wolves. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, seriously, it's so easy for us to forget that you have this movement of Jesus. It's a, it's a movement of faith that he starts, right? This radical life of dependence on the father, the way that he lived is what he's invited us into and made possible. He's our union. Okay. But that thing quickly gets hijacked, okay? And the Greeks basically bring a turn Christianity into a philosophy. So a lot of what we people are grabbing onto and living into and believing, we don't have time to get into on this podcast. We will later, at a later date. But it's a Greek philosophy that's practiced as a religion that we're calling faith. Well, it goes from the Greek philosophy to Rome, and it becomes an institution. Right. And then you can keep tracking that until later it lands in America where it became a business. Right. So I think what's hard for us is that we have this business mindset that has an institutional right structure based on a foundation of Greek philosophy. And we're practicing this in the name of following Jesus. Mm -hmm. And so, of course, it's going to be a rub, man, when you actually get face-to-face -face with what the scriptures actually say. Mm. But, dude, there's so much beauty in just welcoming that death, the death of the, the you needing to define you, that whole project of self, man. Just That's what we're ultimately talking about when we talk about freedom. We're talking about freedom from the endless project of self, mm. the need to be this thing to become this thing and instead learn to just recline in who you are 
in Jesus, to learn to live loved, to learn to live free. That that's not an easy thing because again, we got this religious nature in us that's constantly drawn to the Greek philosophy, the Roman institution, and the American business mindset. Mm -hmm. And you can go with the yeah buts here, man, from here to kingdom come. Yeah. Like this series could just legitimately never end. Yeah. Because we're always going to have a yeah but coming at us or one that we even rises up in us. It's part of the human condition, man. Like we, we've got this obsession with the myth of control. So faith's face, it's just not easy, man. Cause it's not tidy. Yeah. But it's beautiful. And it's the life that God's given us. And I guess ultimately you, me, all of us, we have to make those decisions of, do we, do we go all in on Jesus's reconciliation of all things? Do we learn to re-see everything through our, the lens of our union with God because of Christ period hmm. and let that shape then how we see life, faith, grace, church, discipleship, like leadership. If you guys, if you're listening to this, seriously, go to the Lark website, click up on that little icon up in the menu to sign in, create a free account. There's a what about little short, tiny little ebook in there called What About Leadership? Grab a copy of that. Seriously. You'd be amazed at yeah. um, how our entire construct of church leadership is just, it's just not there, man. It's not yeah. in the Bible. And, you know, You'll, you'll on this journey, you're going to feel lonely. You're going to feel lonely like Jesus felt. Um, and I think all the more reason, you know, to find joy in a community like Lark, even find some solidarity there, much yeah. like the community that, you know, Hebrews is, is describing. Um, cause it's, it's hard, man, when you got everyone around you entrenched, you know, in something and they're forever going to look at, you know, the things you're grabbing onto and the things you're doing or not doing, you know, through the lens of the security, you know, of this thing that's ingrained in our culture. And I know it's painful. It's painful and yeah. it's hard. It's painful and it's hard. Um, but man, you're not alone. You know, I think no. that that's, uh, you know, the great comfort there is you're not alone. And yeah. And it gets easier. I'm going to go ahead and say that, you know, if you're working through the yeah, buts, it's hard right now, but um, the more you start to recline in what the scriptures are actually saying, right. That more freedom you start experiencing from that endless project of self that's calling you to be and to do more, better, achieve greater the more freedom you start to find the more you start to really enjoy the simple little things around you mm. i think that's what keeps me laughing and it keeps me going man and it keeps us i feel like continue to put out good news and encouragement through things like the lark cast it's uh you know yesterday was you know or two days ago was sunday morning and i'll just say this really quick before we hop off my uh my oldest son he's He's 25. He came and picked up his little brother who's six. Yes, that is true. My oldest son is 25. My youngest is six. And uh, 
picked him up for the for the weekend and took him out to his place, man. And they hung out and bought lightsabers and climbed hills and all this good stuff. Hmm. And uh, Chris and I woke up yesterday, just the two of us, you know, at home. Now we've taken trips together, but we've never like just been like at home waking up, you know what I mean? On a Sunday morning, like just the two of us. And we're like, man, what do we do? And so we just sort of like relaxed and drank coffee and read. And then we got up like around 11. I'm like, man, let's go get some fish. So we headed down to my favorite little uh, fish shack, man, down on the beach here. And dude, we sat up under the shade, man, with a fan going. We got shrimp and fried grouper, some loaded potato chips, man, with blue cheese and bacon. And, uh, man, we ordered a couple of cold beers, dude. Started. We just relaxed. We ate some food. The game came on. We talked to some people around us, and it was beautiful. Yeah. It was joyful. Amen. It was life-giving. And there were no yeah butts running through my head. Mm. So I do feel like there is light at the end of the tunnel. So just keep pressing on is what I want to say. Yeah. Keep That's learning. Good. Keep encouraging one another to fight the good fight of faith in Jesus, not faith in what you're doing. In the name of Jesus, yeah. two different things. Yes. So, good stuff. Yeah, just wanted to share that, man. Till next time. Till next time.